Welcome to The Knuckle Down Show, a show that shares raw and real life experiences, lessons and stories to help small creators wanting to create big things. So on this episode of The Knuckle Down Show, I want to talk about how you can become a freelance photographer because it's something that I get asked you know, every now and then because I transitioned from being a mechanic to a full-time freelance content creator, more specifically um, photographer. And there's obviously a lot of resources out there on how to do it, but I mean, I guess it's sort of a bit more impactful and powerful when it comes specifically from someone that you know who is doing it or who has done it. And The reason why I want to share how to become a full-time freelance photographer is, especially if you're a creative, if you have that creative mind, is because there's a lot of freedom and fulfillment that comes from it. So generally how I see it and how it happened for me or how it started with me, I guess, is that photography I never started photography with the intention of doing it as a full-time career. I got into photography as just a hobby from when I was younger, when I used to take photos of like my friends and I skateboarding. And I mean, I was just always interested in just taking photos in general without any real sort of method in the madness, so to say. And then gradually over time, that hobby and that little passion sort of blossomed and grew and expanded to like something I just did, you know, part time. And then it got to the point where I just wanted to commit and do it full time. So I figured out how, what I needed to learn, who I needed to meet, what I needed to do, how I needed to do it to then transition from part time into full-time and before I get into the how I just want to sort of uh, a precursor to it is that first and foremost photography is an art and becoming a full-time freelance photographer takes a special kind of passion and commitment and skill to successfully capture the story that you want to be able to tell and to be able to attract those clients to you in order to turn it into a full-time career. So I just want to get that out of the way before I get into the like little, little nitty-gritty stuff. <laughs> so I do have a few tips. I've probably got about nine, but I'm going to break this sort of segment on how to become a freelance photographer into three parts, part one, part two, part three. And in each part, I'm going to share three tips. And in this part, part one, I'm going to share what I personally think are the most important that you need to understand and grasp to be able to do the transition. And then I'll sort of reverse off that into Ones that are still important, but not as important, if that makes sense. So tip number one 
first and foremost that I think is the most important thing to establish within yourself and your brand and your business is to pick a niche and get extremely good at it. And that is just so you get known for one or two certain styles of photography. You are the go-to person for that. You are the leader of the pack. You are the first person that comes to mind when someone thinks of, I need this kind of photography done. Your name is top of mind. So when I say a certain style of photography, that can be a certain type so you know you might just want to do wedding photography or travel photography food photography that sort of thing or oh, i should say and or a style of photography so you might be say like myself who's more into the darker grungier moody style photography or you could be more of a light and airy vibrant just poppy colorful style of photography or somewhere in between or you could have a style all of your own that is unique to you and you have that consistency across pretty much all of your photos and everything like that so um because i know when you first start out in photography and it's a good thing when you first start out in photography you dabble i think in every sort of style and type of photography. Even though you kind of have an idea of what you're into, you still try everything out. But I think if it's something, if photography is something you want to turn into a career, you have to find what it is that you love doing and what you're good at and your style and get extremely, extremely good at it. And... The reason why I say that for like I I kind of touched on is that it becomes your brand in a way. It becomes what you're known for. It becomes what you're sought out for. And in turn, it's your USP, your unique selling proposition in marketing terms. And that is something you can use to your advantage against your competition um, to give you that edge up. And it's something that can't be taken from you. It's just ingrained in you. So, for example, if you love shooting weddings, if you want to become a full-time wedding photographer, but you love that more moody sort of vibe, and I'll go with moody because <laughs> that's that's all I know, um, you become then a moody wedding photographer. You do that style and there will be people believe it or not who actually look for that type of wedding photography because it's different it's unique it tells a more deeper and more emotional story about their special day and it's just overall impactful so you have to focus on a niche you have to find a niche But in saying that on the flip side, and I'll play a little devil's advocate to this, if you say want to become a moody wedding photographer or uh, a wedding photographer, maybe a travel photographer, there could be a type of photography that you're into, but it's not for, say, 
consistently sustainable. So therefore, you might have to dabble in other types of photography to keep your business going. So say, for example, you're, um, again, a wedding photographer and there's just obviously certain parts of the year that wedding photography isn't, you know, or weddings aren't pumping, booming, so to say. So obviously your work's going to decrease. So you might have to pick up some, you know, food photography jobs or lifestyle photography, family photography, newborn photography, stuff like that. So you might have to dabble in those to keep your business going, but at the same time, keep that your style. So if it is moody, you do more of a moody food photography or moody lifestyle photography or portrait photography and even, you know, newborn photography, stuff like that. Keep your style fluctuating across all the different types of photography so you can still remain on brand to yourself and you still maintain that unique selling proposition uh, amongst the competition. So first and foremost, pick a niche, discover it, find it, do what you have to do and just get good at it, practice at it all the time. Just make it yours and own it. So my second tip to how to become a freelance photographer is investing in good equipment. So obviously, again, when you first start out in photography, you tend to buy, you know, maybe a secondhand camera, just a cheap point and shoot, a cheap DSLR, just something to get you off the ground. But then as your passion for the craft grows and you want to turn it into a career, the basic camera that you started off with might not or probably won't, I can guarantee, perform the way you need it to perform and capture and do the the, do the work that you need it to do to elevate your game to that next level. So therefore, you have to upgrade. So coming back to picking a niche, you have the type of photography you like doing. So if it's... Um, uh, I'll, st- I'll try and stay on the wedding photography type. So you want to do wedding photography. So therefore, you need to invest in the right gear to be able to do wedding photography to the best of your ability because having your skill is one thing, but you need the tools to be able to do the job at the same time. So you need to know what tools or what photography equipment do I need to be able to do that job. So you might say, okay, I need an 85 1.4 aperture lens, I need a 70 to 200, I need a couple camera bodies, Um, you know, I need a wide angle, 24, 16 to 24 mil for the group shots, whatever it may be. And even though those are going to be expensive, even though you could get them secondhand, it's good to invest in them. So you are more confident when you go to do your shoot, you are confident that not only your skill level is up there, but also your camera equipment is also there to match your skill so you can do your job and perform well and deliver the best work to the client as you possibly can. So I learned that somewhat, not the hard way, but even to this day, I'm still finding that I'm needing to invest in equipment as my client base grows, as my skills grow, as my 
creative ideas just blow out of my brain and I just <laughs> I just need to buy things to just sort of see my ideas come to life so to say so it is photography is an investment like all creative art forms but you have to get super specific with your investing in your craft depending on the style and the type of photography you do so you can just perform at your very best so invest in the right equipment and then the last tip i have in part one of how to become a freelance photographer is creating an online an online portfolio so that will be obviously a website you know social media platforms you know not so much facebook but you could do facebook but primarily like instagram even like tiktok snapchat um depending who your market is, who your audience is and what platforms they live on. So you might have to do a bit of a market research and a customer research to find out your demographic and psychographic information of your clients or potential clients and then create the content or the gallery or the portfolios for those platforms to be able to reach them. So um, that the reason why you want obviously an online portfolio is it just showcases what you do and what you can offer to your potential clients when they land on say your website or they discover your social media platforms and your images will be the thing that grabs and holds their attention it's going to be the thing that tells them the story and it's going to be the thing that connects with them and somewhat convinces them that you're the person for their needs, their wants, and the solution to their problem when it comes to, you know, whatever type of photography um, that you're sort of pushing. So again, the wedding photographer, if, so your portfolio on Instagram would be purely wedding photography and showcasing your best photographs from your weddings. I'd put them in your highlights, uh, constantly sharing them on your stories, using relevant hashtags to reach more of a mark, uh, more of an audience. Sorry. So when a bride, a, a new, a new bride is looking for a photographer and jumps on Instagram, searches for the hashtag, you know, Perth wedding photographer or wedding photographer, you show up as they're scrolling through, and you you have that image or images that just really just went, stops them from scrolling. And if you can stop them from scrolling, you're honestly halfway there to sort of locking them in, so to say. You're more likely to get a DM asking for more information about your services. If they want more, you can direct them to your website where you have a full portfolio of each of the weddings that you've done. And, you know, you can set up a phone call or email conversation and try and lock in that wedding. So... Um, it's, oh, sorry, it's got a niche. So those are the three tips I believe are the most important in knowing and understanding when it comes to how to become a freelance photographer. I think those are the three that you need to start off with and just nail and get it right because that's going to catapult your success a lot quicker and a lot faster and don't get me wrong it's still going to be a grind it's still going to be long hard and a lot of effort but these three tips will help 
the process. They will enhance the process. So I could have added more. I just don't want it to be too overwhelming. So I really hope that helped. I hope that shed a little bit of light to my fellow content creators out there and photographers wanting to turn their craft into a career. So I'll leave you with pick a niche and get stupidly good at it. Get the right gear that will complement or excel your work in your niche and what you're good at. And have a website and social media platforms that you can showcase that art, your art, your creativity, and to build relationships with your potential clients, current clients, future clients, and everyone. So stay tuned for part two. And I guess that's me done and I'm out of here. Thank you so much for watching. See ya. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you took something out of it. If you could, please make sure you like, subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts to let me know how I'm doing. It would mean the absolute world to me. 